Greetings and welcome to this, our Seventh Soldier of Souls episode. We extend our usual hearty salutations to the Catholic churches of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton and St. Henry's, and we send out our hearty welcome to additional soldiers across the nation who have been joining our travels along the path of truth and who are searching out directions that point to that way to stand on that path. We are delighted to count all of you as part of our company as we travel along together in this world in order to live life eternally with God in the next. We also invite anybody who wants to join us on this path, so please tell all of your friends and family in this podcast as we travel God's path together. Hi, I'm Deacon Tim Vaughn, and I hope you have been having a good Lent and that we have been helping you to stay on that path by covering the three disciplines of Lent. As St. John of the Cross said, the Lord measures out perfection, neither by multitude or by the magnitude of our deeds, but by the manner in which we perform them. In this podcast, we're going to cover Holy Week, which includes the final days of Lent and the three days of the Easter Twitterum, So it is at the heart of our celebration of the Paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Before we consider the amazing period of the Holy Triduum, please join me in prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now for news for those in the pews. Just a reminder, Please pick up your Holy Week schedule if you have not already. Extra copies are in the vestibule at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton and in the parish hall at St. Henry's. Please try to attend all the Holy Week services at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Holy Week is the most solemn and glorious week in Christianity, the pinnacle of the liturgical year. It is more sacred than Christmas. This is because Holy Week commemorates the final week of our Lord's life, the very purpose for which Christmas happened. Holy Week begins with Palm Sunday, when Jesus made his final entrance into Jerusalem and accumulates with Easter Sunday. As Holy Week progresses to his final days, the solemnity heightens. Let's begin briefly reflecting on how Palm Sunday has been commemorated beginning in the 4th century in Jerusalem. At that time, Palm Sunday was marked by a procession of the faithful carrying palm branches representing the Jews who celebrated Christ's entrance into Jerusalem. In the early centuries, the procession began on the Mount of the Ascension and proceeded to the Church of the Holy Cross. As the practice spread throughout the Christian world by the 9th century, The procession would begin in each church with the blessing of the palms, proceed outside the church, and then return to the church 
for the reading of the Passion according to the Gospel of Matthew. The faithful would continue to hold the palms during the reading of the Passion. In this way, they would recall that many of the same people who greeted Christ with a chalice of joy on Palm Sunday would call for a death on Good Friday, a powerful reminder of our own weakness and the sinfulness that causes us to reject Christ. Although not considered part of the Triduum, the Wednesday of Holy Week observes a mention here, since it starts in motion the events that will lead to Jesus' arrest and execution. It was probably not observed until the third century and began be, to be called Spy Wednesday in the medieval period. This events of Spy Wednesday are preceded by a dinner that Jesus and at least some of his disciples shared with Lazarus, Mary, and Martha in Bethany. Toward the end of the meal, according to John 12, 3, Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed at Jesus' feet, and wiped him with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of her perfume. If you remember, Judas takes issue with this act, arguing that the perfume could have been sold and the money given to the poor. Jesus responds as we continue in John, leave her alone. She bought it so she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always had the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Soon after this exchange, Judas goes to the chief priest and offers to spy on Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Of course, to a greater or lesser extent, all the disciples betrayed Jesus in some way. But Judas's betrayal was especially cruel. He was directly part of the plot to have Jesus arrested, therefore making Jesus' death possible. Nowadays, we don't take note of Spy Wednesday in an official way, but we can contemplate it as individuals. Spy Wednesday provides an opportunity to consider the personal pain in Easter, the reality that Jesus suffered emotional as well as physical blows on his way to the resurrection. Now let us turn to the sacred triduum itself. From sundown on Holy Thursday to sundown on Easter Sunday is considered the most solemn part of the liturgical year. This three-day period is referred to as the Easter Triduum, also known as the Sacred Triduum or Paschal Triduum. The word Triduum comes from the Latin word Triduum, which comes from Treus, three, and Dies, day. Basically, the Sacred Triduum is one great festival recounting the last three days of Jesus' life on earth the events of his passion and resurrection, when the Lamb of God laid down his life in atonement for our sins. According to the USCCB, though chronologically three days, they are liturgically one day unfolding for us the unity of Christ's Paschal Mystery. It is known as the Paschal Mystery because it is the ultimate fulfillment of the ancient Jewish Passover or Pasch which itself was a recollection of how God brought the Jews out of their slavery in Egypt. The spotless lamb was slaughtered at the Passover meal and consumed. That same night, the destroying angel passed over the homes, marked with the blood of the Passover lamb. 
and those covered by the blood were saved. This was the Old Testament's prefigurement of Jesus' work at the Last Supper, where he inserted himself as the Paschal Lamb and Calvary, where the sacrifice was offered to save us from our slavery to sin. With the Holy Eucharist, we consume the victim that died for our sins. The Paschal Mystery is, therefore, God's plan of redemption for the fallen human race through the passion, death, and resurrection of the God-man, Jesus Christ. It is one marvelous event stretched out over three days. Here's the breakdown of each of the three days that make up the Easter Twitterum, beginning with Holy Thursday. The evening Mass on Holy Thursday is referred to as the Mass of the Lord's Supper. This is where the Church relives the institution of the Eucharist and the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass at the Last Supper, as well as the institution of the priesthood, which took place the evening before Jesus was crucified. After the homily, there's an optional washing of the feet ceremony where the priest washes the feet of others to signify his role as servant, just as Jesus did with his disciples. Extra hosts are consecrated at this Mass to be used on Good Friday when no Mass is celebrated. The washing of the feet and the sacrament of the Eucharist are two expressions of one in the same mystery of love entrusted to the disciples so that Jesus, as he says, so I have done, so also must you do in John 13, 15. At the end of the Holy Thursday Mass, the altar is stripped of ornamentation, leaving only the cross and the candlesticks. The Holy Mass is concluded with the procession of the Blessed Sacrament to the Altar of Repose, a place where the consecrated host is kept away from the main altar where the Mass is normally celebrated. While my, while my wife Penny was alive, she used to tell me that at this part of the service, she used to cry because Jesus was leaving the nave of the church and it felt so empty. And it was for that reason she rarely ever attended Good Friday services. She just couldn't enter the church unless Jesus was there. Many churches created space for people to stay and pray with the Repose Eucharist at this altar of repose late into the night, remembering Jesus' request in the Garden of Gethsemane for someone to watch and pray with him. So often, Penny and I would stay and pray with him in our side chapel until it was time to close the church. Of course, Good Friday follows Holy Thursday. Good Friday is a mandatory day of fasting and abstinence. This is the day of the crucifixion, the day Jesus died for the sins of the world. The Venerable Fulton Che Sheen said, Unless there is a Good Friday in your life, there can be no Easter Sunday. The Church observes Good Friday in specific ways. The entrance procession takes place in silence. 
The presider bows to the altar and kneels or prostrates before the altar in silence, while the whole community kneels and joins in this period of silent prayer. The silent entrance and recessional are deliberate in order to emphasize the reflective starkness of the day's liturgy. The parish altar looks different on Good Friday. It is plain and bare. There are no consecrated hosts in the tabernacle at the main altar of the church, which was carried away on Holy Thursday night to the altar of repose to signify Jesus' death. The candle by the tabernacle is blown out, and the tabernacle doors are left open to show that it is empty. Jesus is gone. This is quite dramatic, reminding us that Good Friday is a solemn day of mourning and prayer. The ceremony on Good Friday is not a Mass. It is a communion service using the consecrated host from Holy Thursday. To many, it may seem strange that in the Good Friday liturgy, Catholics choose to venerate or to show reverence to the very instrument that was used to crucify Jesus. The veneration of the cross reminds us that through this cross, the glory of the resurrection emerges. So on Good Friday, we come forward to show our great reverence and respect for the cross. St. Rose of Lima said, Apart from the cross, there's no other ladder by which we may go to heaven. Next, let us discuss Holy Saturday, which I'm going to break up into two parts. First is Holy Saturday before the Vigil Mass. On this day, Christ is in the tomb. There is no daytime Mass on Holy Saturday. It is still a day of fasting and sorrow before the Easter Vigil begins that evening. We recall with Mary and the disciples that Jesus died and was separated from them for the first time as he laid in the tomb. The faithful often continue their Good Friday fast through Holy Saturday. In the Apostles' Creed, we pray, He descended into hell. Translated Hades, that is, the temporary abode of the dead, not the eternal lake of fire, which describes what Jesus did in the time between his burial and the resurrection. Jesus descended to the realm of the dead on Holy Saturday to save the righteous souls. The Old Testament patriarchs, for example, who died before his crucifixion. The Catechism of the Catholic Church calls Jesus' descent into the realm of the dead, the last phase of Jesus' messianic mission, during which he opened the heaven's gates for the just who had gone before him. Before Holy Saturday, there is no souls enjoying the beatific vision of God in heaven. Christ's work on Holy Saturday is known as harrowing of hell. Now let's turn to the Vigil Mass, my favorite Mass of the year, that occurs on the evening of Holy Saturday. The Easter Vigil is the most glorious, beautiful, and dramatic liturgy of the Church. The Vigil is divided into four parts and can last up to three hours. The Service of Light, the Liturgy of the Word, the Liturgy of Baptism, 
and the liturgy of the Eucharist. So let us begin with the service of light. The vigil begins at the darkness at fallen. We are outside the church. A new fire is blessed. The Paschal candle is lit. Then the candles of the people are lit from it, dispelling the darkness of the church building. The message did not need words to explain it. The darkened church, the procession, the Paschal candle, the fire, the exultant are all symbols that remind us that Christ's resurrection defeated the darkness of evil. This ceremony reminds us the power of Christ cannot be defeated, nor those who have his power. The liturgy of the word follows. One of the unique aspects of the Easter vigil is the recounting of the outstanding deeds of the history of salvation. These deeds are related in seven readings from the Old Testament chosen from the law and the prophets and two readings from the New Testament, namely from the apostles and from the gospels. Psalms, prayers, blessings, acclamations, and hymns are sung in their full splendor, alternating with the readings. Next is the liturgy of baptism. This is also the mass in which many RCIA catechumens are brought into full communion with the Catholic Church. The Church celebrates the three sacraments, baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist, by which we become active members of the Church of God. And the congregation renews their own baptismal vows. And this is a topic which we will cover next week. Finally, there's the Liturgy of the Eucharist. This is the first glorious Mass of the Easter day and the beginning of the Easter season. And we enter a time of endless hallelujahs that will ring out throughout our liturgical celebrations. May you experience the joy of new life in your own way this Easter season. Have a happy and blessed Easter. As Pope St. John Paul stated, the future starts today, not tomorrow. Please join me with me, I'll help Mary, to continue to joy, live the joy of Easter throughout the year. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you are finding that traveling with us is useful, we encourage you to follow us and share our podcast with your friends and family. You are our only sales force, so don't be shy about spreading the word. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And remember Jesus' words, Wide is the road to destruction. So we remind you to stay on the path, and we ask that St. Raphael, the Archangel of Travelers, God speed you on your sojourn.